in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. This is a show that we do each and every week where our patrons send in topics of whatever they'd like us to talk about, questions, general thoughts, whatever the case may be. We don't know what it is until we open the email. It is fun each and every time. And if you'd like to participate, head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10. And Mr. Roca, I believe it is your turn to start. I think it is. Yeah, let's jump into this thing. It's from uh, Charles Clark, one of my favorite people I've gotten to know here in this world of uh, YouTube and podcasts, he says, hello, Matt and John. Hope you and all the listeners are doing well. My question is, what's your favorite toppings on a burger? What's the oddest thing you've seen available on a burger? And what's the best burger you've ever had? And he says, fried onions, bacon, lettuce, and mayo are my go-to toppings. I don't understand putting eggs on burgers. I don't know if there's a single burger that stands out in my life. But every Five Guys burger I've had after a hangover has been Amazing. Thanks for answering my questions. Chuck, hashtag let's go mountaineers. Um, all right, Matt Nost, burgers, talk to me. Toppings, talk to the fans. Well, I like <laughs> egg on a burger personally. Ditto. Yeah. Sunny side up, you cut the yolk and it just oh, who doesn't love yolk? And then now you're talking about burger on top of that. Um, I never get mayo on a burger. Yeah. There's there's already a lot of juice and fat going on. I don't need to add extra fat to it for me personally. I mean, you get, mm-hmm. if you got cheese and you got the meat and then maybe you throw some bacon on there. You said fried onions before. It's like uh, avocado is good on a burger. Mm. Uh, I love me some onion. I don't know if I've had fried onion, though. Oh, really? You know, in the father's office? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. All right. Well, those are grilled onions, are they not? Oh, I see. No, you're absolutely right. Grilled Fried onions, yes. Grilled. yes. Yeah. You're right. <clears throat> Fried onions, I'd be like, that would be good. I've never had that, I don't think. Yeah. Grilled onions, hell yeah. I get grilled onions in my omelets. <laughs> I do, man. It's way better. Uh, yeah. I've tried sauteed, but the sweet doesn't work as well. But mostly for eggs, I go sunny side up. Uh, so yeah. on a burger, 100%. What's the oddest thing you've seen on a burger? It used to be avocado. When I okay. moved to California, I was like, what the fuck is that? And I don't like uh, avocado on a burger. I don't. I think it completely kills the taste sure. for me personally. And it's too squishy and all of that. <clears throat> but the uh, habit does a Santa Barbara char grill burger where they, okay. where it's like on a, re- it's not on a bun. It's on a piece of like, in essence, toast. And sure. they put the avocado on top and they mix that works really well, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Overall burger, I'm just not the biggest fan of avocado being on the burger. But I've seen, yeah, I've, I've seen some weird shit like um, candy or um, caramel. Um, 
and I mean, people play around with burgers a lot, um, but okay. it's hard. It's hard to fuck up a burger. Like if you if you understand the construct of a burger, it is hard to fuck up the burger. So I I don't I haven't seen too many crazy things. What yeah. about you? Well, if you're making the patty yourself, if it comes preformed, mm. you know, a la McDonald's, you can fuck up a burger pretty easy. <laughs> well, of course, that's something else completely. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I, I, I enjoy it because I yeah. grew up on it. So if I had never had it before and be like, man, if all the burgers, this is the burger. Yeah. Um, but that's all I knew by and large as a kid, that and Wendy's and Burger King. Right, right. Um <clears throat> I'm with you. Oh. I like to stack a burger. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> uh, stack a burger. What? Yeah, I'd like the burger, the patty, um, and I'd love it to if it can get it grass fed. Great. Sure. Uh, or, 100%. or yeah, or buffalo is great. I've had buffalo, which is ah, there's fantastic. not enough fat in it for me. Oh, really? Okay. It doesn't have the same flavor profile that I want in a burger. What about wagyu? Do you like the wagyu beef burger? Have you ever tried that? <laughs> Well, I question as to whether or not it's actually Wagyu or what cut of the Wagyu it is. <laughs> I question your Wagyu, sir. I'd well, like to take a look. I, I want to know, first and foremost, is it Japanese or is it Australian? I'm guessing it's oh, Australian Wagyu, which means point. it's still good, but it has a lower fat content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't have quite the marbling, but the Japanese are in. They've been in a fight over the genes of these animals with Australia for a decent amount of time. I think Australia is going to, if they didn't already come out ahead, they're going to come out ahead. Wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. But like whenever a menu says Kobe beef. Yeah. I've read enough on it now where there's no chance I've ever had Kobe beef, even though I've gotten it off menu. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. There's such a finite amount every year that there's no way that makes it all the way to the consumer chain where we would get it. Well, how are they allowed to say that it's Kobe beef then? Just like if you want to, you can call your shit champagne, but technically nobody recognizes it as champagne <laughs> unless it's from the region. This is the way my girlfriend feels about organic. because She's been a chef and she's like been in numerous kitchens. Oh, really? Uh, both fast food and she's like, organic is bullshit. The, the, the federal government has way too many lax qualifications to call shit organic, authentically organic. She goes, if okay. it was authentically organic, that burger would be thirty dollars, and I'm like, "Oh, all right." Well, the because the burger patty is going to be so expensive. Exactly, that's what. She's, but yeah. you'll have an increased cost for all the other ingredients too. The if it's yeah. artisanal bread and the lettuce is organic and whatever else you put on that, yeah, it's yeah. going to go up yeah. like thirty percent or something across the board. Yeah, for every one of those, but the patty is worth what's going to get you. Yeah, I'm a ciabatta uh, guy. I like ciabatta bun. Okay. Like I said, I'll start with the burger, then uh, the cheese, usually cheddar, or sometimes occasionally white, um, and then or Swiss rather, not white, Swiss. Then the lettuce, uh, then the bacon, then the egg, then the tomato, um, and that's good. Like I'm good with that. I don't need anything else beyond that. It's a lot of uh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of flavors going on. So it works for me and it's a fantastic fucking burger. That's my probably my favorite. But um yeah, the what, Morrison, I, not far from here. Do you ever go there in no. Los Feliz? What's the Morrison? Is that a burger place? Yeah, it's just a burger place, burger bar place. But hmm. their patty melt is excellent. Oh um, shit. I should try that. Yeah. But you gotta eat it when it's warm because once it starts to cool off and whatnot, the yeah. oil just 
from the burger and cheese just seeps through the breading because it is a patty melt. So it's like, it's way, I mean, it's it's still good cold, but when it's warm, it is top notch. It becomes saggy is what you're saying. Like it's just it to... soggy and you get it all over oh. and it doesn't have the rye bread, doesn't hold the same kind of punch on the flavor and because mm. uh, that's how greasy it is. <laughs> they put it on rye? They put it on rye? That's fantastic. Yeah. And, oh, that's fantastic. And then they toast it up on the grill. Oof. And, have you ever uh, been to Stout? It, have you ever been to Stout? No. Where's that at? Stout, there's one in um, Hollywood by the Arclight. Okay. And there's one over in the Valley on Ventura. And their burgers, you can take stuff off, but you can't add anything. It is what it is. Um, and they do this uh, morning after burger that is mm-hmm. fucking stellar. Um, they put some kind of artisanal ketchup on it that I've never tasted before anyplace else, combined with the the cheese and the burger and the egg um, on time. For whatever reason, that's one of my favorite burgers okay. to get uh, that I've ever had in L.A. Yeah, I like those smash burgers too. Oh yeah, smash is good. Um, Absolutely. But there's a couple of, couple of different places around here that do the exact same thing. But yeah, what about good, Shake Shack or Steak and Shake? Do you have a preference in any Shake of that? Shack? I've actually never eaten that. Steak and Shake, oh. their patty melts all right. I mean, I used to eat there all the time in high school. Okay. And I haven't really since. I think I've eaten there maybe well, maybe once since I was 18, but 16 to 18 when we could drive, I ate there all the time <laughs> i used to do this thing uh where I, I could just eat a sugar packet whole yeah holy shit so i just build up money from my friends eat eight of them all right how much uh and they pay for like a burger and i just eat eight packets of sugar with the paper <laughs> oh, damn. and i just chew on it and then swallow it and they just start laughing and be like whatever you guys are paying for my burger i don't care <laughs> Uh, looking back in hindsight, you know, thank God you're 16 when you do that stupid stuff. Yeah. Cause eating 16 packets or eight packets of sugar now would probably destroy me. My advanced age, <laughs> too much sugar. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, do you have a favorite burger? Yes. Charles also asked like, is there, do you have a favorite burger experience or is there a favorite burger that, you know, like this is the one when I'm in the mood for the best burger, this is the place I go. Um, <clears throat> I think it just depends on what kind of mood or what kind of burger I'm in the mood for. Okay. Okay. So no, I don't have a favorite all time. I mean, I've had some excellent burgers in my life, but yeah, a favorite of all time. It's like, dude, when they're good, they all live in the same kind of strata. It's <laughs> like you made rarefied air. Uh, Cause there's nothing worse than when it's bad. You'd be like, damn it. I was looking forward to a good fucking burger. Yeah. And this was not good. It's more like a thank you. Yeah, you, if you get like, if they get it right, oh, thank you. I hate barbecue sauce on a burger. <gasps> I hate. Oh, right. Okay, I just don't want that of all things. That's why, I, like, I don't understand barbecue chicken pizza. No, thank you. Oh yeah, it's interesting combo. But just the sweet with all the cheese and everything else, like, nah, it's not what I'm looking for for my pizza. They have this one here. There's a place. It's called Best Pizza and Brew, and uh, they have a pizza. That is meatball with ricotta cheese, the combo. Mm-hmm. I've never had it before until I moved down here. Stellar. Absolutely fucking stellar. I like meatball on a pizza. I really Sure. Do. Big chunk of meat? Yeah. I rarely get sausage now. I'll get meatball instead. Even if it's okay. pepperoni, I'll combine it with the 
the sauce of the meatball. Rather. Well, you got to get pepperoni, you know? <laughs> yeah. Peppers. I mean, that's Unless I'm going with a veggie pizza, I'm, I'm going to have pepperoni on there. Yeah. That's the best way to go. Um, all right. Uh, should we move on to the next thing? Thank you, Charles. Appreciate your question, my man. Hope we Thank you, Charles. Me. Let's go ears, baby. All right. This comes from Tim Williams. It says, okay. good day, Matt and John. Hope you blokes are doing well. Wow. You just full on. Guys, just wanted to get your thoughts on NBA jerseys these days. A few years back when they began to bring in the retro jerseys for certain games, I was all in. Not all were winners, but for the most part, I really dug them. In recent times, it seems, it's just gone too far. (laughs) Every single night, at least two to four teams have some sort of alternate jersey on. What's even worse is there are alternate jerseys for alternate jerseys. Uh, Another trend I see and I don't understand is is why the home jerseys on the road. Maybe it's just me, but I find it jarring when I see, for example, the Bulls wearing white in Boston against the Celtics at home in green. I understand it's to make more money from the fans with the alternate jerseys. Got to admit, I'm guilty of buying one, but it wasn't because the Suns wore every wore it every second night. Sorry, guys, I went on for a bit uh, of a rant there, but love to hear what you think. Anyways, hope you're having a ripping day or night. Timothy R. Williams. Oh, thank you, Tim. Um, yes. Uh, some of the NBA jerseys have gone too far. Some of the designs are way- that Mavs jersey is trash. Looked, that, that it's trash. Like, it just looked like someone was hit in the head with a brick before oh. they started to do some graffiti. It was it's, horrific. It's, it's horrific. like, what if Nickelodeon from 1997 designed a jersey? And you're like, why? Why did you make this choice, man? This is just as god awful. <laughs> Yeah, some of those the, ones with the sleeves, the mid sleeves. I hate that stuff. Too. The Nets powder blue ones. Those oh, things are atrocious. Lord. Yeah, atrocious. Just atrocious. <laughs> and as far as wearing white and whatnot, home team determines what color jersey, and then the opposing team has to figure it out. That's how they determine who wears what, because now the NBA has the flexibility of you don't have to go with specific color schemes. Yeah. I mean, um, I just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. Some of them, I, you just look at them like, I, I, I like the Valley. This sun, what do you think about the Suns one? The Valley one? I like yeah. that one. Those I like that cool. one. Yeah. Portland's are almost always some of the best. I didn't like Miami's this year, but the previous like two years have been oh, yeah. just out of sight. Yes. Uh, Yeah. But then like uh, all the, the classic teams, the, Bulls, the Celtics, the Lakers, mm-hmm. um, they're okay. Yeah. You know, I much prefer just the standard. I know it's not fun and they don't get to sell more jerseys, but those are the classics. We can fuck around with these others. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks, like just, it is what it is. I like the Pelican City edition one with the Fleur de Lis. Uh, sure. Fleur de Lis around. I, I kind of dig that one. Um Supposedly in the Philly one, so it's got a skyline in the background of Philly, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's mostly like single line drawings to draw buildings and whatnot. And in there, you can find, I believe, it's trust. Oh wow, really? Written in, and oh, cool. it's speculation as to whether or not it was intentional uh, or just a coincidence and a happy accident. Right. Which is like that's, I believe, it says trust. I don't. Uh, I don't like, yeah, the Miami ones, they look like some of the 80s, right? Like, like, a, a, oh, it's pure it? Miami Vice, Grand Theft Auto and shit. Yeah, that's what yeah. it looks like. It's 
the first two years they did it, they, I mean, they were fire to say the very least fire. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's usually okay. Fine. Uh, I always love Portland's alternates. Yeah. Portland does such a great job with their alternates. Mm. I don't disagree with you. Do you like the Chicago Bulls one, the light blue? No, it's fine. The city edition this year's city edition with the art deco was a little bit, it was interesting, but at the same time, nothing beats either the red, the black, or the white. Yeah. It just, it fits with the color scheme of it. And I don't know if it's the persona of what the team is. Yeah. So just like the Celtics, man, it's green. I don't mind the white, but it's green. And the yeah. Lakers, you're purple. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to Timothy. I mean, I, I've thought about buying a couple of these, and I don't even root for their teams. But oh, I you, almost bought, yeah. Which one? Which one did you almost buy? The I almost bought this bright pink corduroy hat from Miami two years ago. I can't close oh. on the trigger, but I'm pretty sure it was one of those, the brim is always going to stay stiff. Yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> I I need dead. a little bit. This one is supposed to be permanently stiff, and I right. have to like constantly do this. And after years, it'll hold somewhat of a shape. And after going through this, I love the hat, but yeah, it's like I don't want to have to do that for two years when it's bright pink. Yeah, it was fucking sweet though. I I, I thought that because I saw the the was it the Utah Jazz one? I thought was fucking excellent. The okay. version. Yeah, and the Minnesota Timberwolves one. The Minnesota Timberwolves, the bright is, green, dude. It no, no, the 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 blue with the with the green, oh. like it had the blue with the green kind of thing. I, it's so frustrating that Minnesota is not a better fucking team because their color scheme is one of my favorites. One of my favorite color schemes in the NBA okay. is that blue with the like teal green or light green, whatever it is. Uh, it is fucking excellent, and it's so frustrating that team isn't more popular because I think that kind of merchandise would fly off the fucking shelves if they were good. Because it's a good, good color scheme. Well, maybe A-Rod and his partner can uh, turn things around, you know? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Turn this into a winner. Uh, <laughs> who knows? I, I'm not buying it, but. Yeah, I know. What, what do you think about his overall question? Do you think there are too many jerseys, man? Do you think there's just too many, <sighs> too much merchandise out there? Honestly, it'll become too many when the NBA stops being able to sell them. That's precisely when economics oh. will dictate that people feel that it's too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it is for me, but I've never I haven't bought a jersey since I was a kid. So yeah. to people that are jersey fans, maybe they look forward to the update of what's this year's going to be. Right, and it's you know it's like the commemorative pen at Disney. Oh, that's this year's Christmas commemorative pen. Yeah, and it's a way to mark the time, and they have their favorite city edition jerseys or whatever the case is. Um, but yeah, there's a there's so many. Yeah. Every yeah. year. And sometimes they get it right. And sometimes they just miss and hopefully they never bring them back. That's yeah. That's the way like today. It's funny. You bring this up today's uh, today. They dropped uh, this morning, uh, the new Liverpool Jersey for the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Even though this season's not over yet for the upcoming season. And this season's Jersey took me a while to come around on. And then I eventually bought one, but next season I'm not buying one. The look of it with the weird orange stripes and the there's not even orange in our fucking logo really, and so seeing that I just like this does Nike what the fuck and so I can get I get real critical about soccer jerseys I don't go okay. football jerseys when it comes to like basketball jerseys uh, yeah you can be like the Dallas one is way out there but 
for the most part, I think they do a good job overall with the designs. Yeah. Um, even with some teams that whose whose original designs suck, the alternate jerseys can be better. Um, and that's a, yeah, and perhaps they can realize it and do a refresh or yeah. potentially even change their name, like rebrand and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um and from a from a modern perspective, it makes more sense to kind of update and mirror the times that in which you live because it makes you feel more contemporary and relevant yeah. as opposed to being these are our jerseys and they haven't changed for 70 years. Right. Um, yeah. So you want to be able to tie in to a younger generation. So your sport lives on. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, I know we all love the classics, but I really think it only applies to a, a few teams. Yeah. And people appreciate yeah. that, that about those teams. Like I even like the Lakers alternate one, the the one the, with the the light blue and white. Water blue. It's fine. It's all right. I like it. It's nice. Okay. It's clean. It's a clean design. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, look look at the Lakers. I mean, the Clippers' new terrible branding. It's the oh, most yeah. generic bullshit in the entire world. And in four years, they'll have a new one, and hopefully, they get it right on that one. But they can yeah. keep updating. This new one is just. It feels like templates they used yeah. from something else and be like, oh, you need an L and an A and a C. Okay, well, let's just do bing, bing, bing. All right. Huh? Snazzy. Look at that. It's embezzled. Okay. Okay. The guy did it probably in 45 minutes. And charged exactly. And charged Balmer yeah. through the nose for it. Uh, <laughs> and Balmer is just fist pumping. I love it. Best logo ever. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> well, thanks, Timothy. Good question. Uh, appreciate it. Sorry. Well, he's from Australia. I know I've talked to Timothy a couple times on my stereo show, and he has mentioned how he goes. So what are the jerseys like uh, down for the Australian Football League? Like, is it the same thing? Do you have multiple jerseys? Is there a city jersey version for the rugby teams? Or are they two just... Are they too testosterone-laden to allow that to happen? I'd like to know. Um, I would doubt it. They would probably want to get in on this, too. They see the bigger leagues doing it. That's successful. Why don't we try it? Make some money. Yeah, Yeah, make some money. It's what we're in the business of. Absolutely. Um, All right. Let's move on to Chris Lemke. Yeah. Uh, He's got one. He says, uh, Matt, John, hello. Since Hollywood studios have never seen a new idea that they, they didn't immediately try to replicate into the ground, pitch us your new fall TV sitcoms that are going to try to recreate Ted Lasso. Be like Goldfish Lemke. So have you seen Ted Lasso, Matt? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. All right. Did you, you uh, finally watch it? Finally watch it. I watched it before it even came out. Shh, dude. Sadek has sent me... The early cuts, bro. Oh, did, did he? Did Jason send you the early cuts? Fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, check this out. I think you're going to love it. <laughs> I hope you and your wife are well. And I was like, you got it, buddy. I am glad I'm down to watch this. Also, Olivia's kicking me out. Can I come stay on your couch? And I said, no <laughs> problemo, buddy. Whatever you need, I'm here for that you and that mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pitch us your new fall TV shows. Based on even, Ted Lasso. Based yeah, on based on Ted Lasso. So I guess it would be depending on who you're pitching to, what type of show you're pitching. Right, right. You know, because I don't know what's on network TV anymore. Yeah. I couldn't tell you nights, any show on any night. 
Not to say that I haven't heard of them, but it's just like, what night does such and such air? I have zero idea. (laughs) I don't watch a single one. Wow. Um, I don't believe so. Do you watch a network TV show? Um, I I tried to watch the new the return of Christopher Maloney onto Law and Order, that new Law and Order. <laughs> okay. It was disorganized crime or whatever it's fucking called. Organized crime, whatever. It was bad, man. I watched the first two, three episodes and I'm like, this is fucking horrible. And other people have been trying to get me to come back saying, Oh, it's gotten better, it's gotten better. But like I like Christopher Maloney yeah. a lot as an actor and as just as an energy i like him as a presence on my screen but like watching this thing and it was just like watching the wings world commercial like they're all they're too old to be doing it i don't him and mariska hargitay when they're having their i'm like this doesn't work now that you're in your 50s like it just doesn't work it doesn't feel cool well it feels outdated and it's not edgy or sharp it sounds it looks to me like old people Still trying to hold on to their thirties. Yeah, that, it just ah. You know. The formula at this point is getting blood from a stone, right? And, and the formula this this time around is where they're pursuing one case the whole time, as opposed to multiple cases each show, and that was their way of kind of like avoiding the criticism that they were getting recently post Black Lives Matter. How these cop shows kind of glorify police. And so they think it influences the public to be more pro-police and and less willing to look at some of the stuff that's happened with some of the police brutality. And that's been an issue. So I think Law & Order reacted to that by doing this show. But this isn't Law & Order to me. This isn't at all Law & Order. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, – I haven't watched a Law & Order in so long. <laughs> but it's the same formula across – all the different so the fact that they tried to change it up yeah is dick wolf still ep yes absolutely absolutely still making that money dude yeah i didn't know if he was you know if he had passed on or not because this has been going on for 30 some odd years at this point yeah so it's got to be an old man by now yeah good for you dick by the way (laughs) good for you good for you but um have you? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, we started watching uh, Bosch. You ever seen Bosch? I didn't like it. I okay. yes, I gave it. Uh, I gave it a damn good shot. I've watched. Fair enough. I watched season one and then some of season two, and then skipped ahead. Stopped watching. Like basically, was watching when it came out, and I was like, yeah. "All right, this is all right." Um, and then stopped once season two came back and watched a few, and was kind of out, and then went back season four or something, maybe season five. Okay. And got like three or four into that. And I was like, Nope, just can't do it. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. We're we're barreling through it. We're almost done with season two. I don't know. Season seven is coming out near the end of June or something, but uh, that, yeah, like, like I don't watch uh, uh, local TV or whatever it is. The, the primetime stuff, it just doesn't work for me. None of it. Um, anymore you know so okay because uh, i mean it's weird to ask us to to pitch tv sitcoms network tv because ted la the reason ted lasso worked because it is because it wasn't on a, a tv sitcom or, or a prime sitcom it was like on apple tv so yeah I, it was a different approach but i mean it could be it could be anywhere so mm. you could be pitching to netflix you're going to pitch a different show or amazon or mm. disney plus 
or although Disney would just develop from within. True. Um, a Disney sitcom would be so strange. I think maybe my, my girlfriend's watching Pose. She's loving Pose. Okay. Um, so maybe Billy Porter takes over an NBA team in his hometown for whatever reason, like his father owned the team and his father dies and they bring him in. He's a gay guy coaching the team. What are the issues he's he run into coming in to coach the team? Maybe he's a former star player in college, walked away from it because of some of the homophobia in locker rooms. Okay. He's become a successful businessman doing whatever. And now in this, for whatever reason in the will, he's got to come back and coach the team. It's his way of repairing his relationship, a strained relationship with his father. And so, in the show, does his father own a sports team? Yeah, his father owns the sports team, but he walked away from being a part of it because he's because of the homophobia okay. in locker rooms or whatever. And so he went off to do his own thing. But then his father and his dying wish said that, you know, um, it basically a George Bailey situation where like you have to come in and, and own the team and coach the team or whatever, or else they're going to sell it to this conglomerate. And these people are pretty shitty to the community and shitty to the fans. And they'll break up the team or bust up the team and, and whatever. Or maybe like Clay Bennett, you know, take off in the middle of the night to Oklahoma City. Um, so he's yeah. got to come back and coach the team and then then deal with that. Uh, issue of the homophobia that's still there and some of it that isn't there and can he coach the team and his approach to coaching is a more positive approach does that work what's what's it like running into people who think because he's not a lifer that he shouldn't be coaching you know dealing with the fans plus he's black so what's that situation like so i think there's a lot that could be explored there and uh, billy porter is such an interesting uh, actor and character that it would be uh, I think it'd be curious to see what he would do with something like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's, that is pretty amazing that that is <laughs> tailor made. There is a show that I, I've only seen billboards for it. Um, I've never seen the show, so I don't uh -huh. know anything about it. And the fact that one of the characters, his father wanted him to take over the sports. And oh, if you, if you haven't pitched this, you should just go ahead. Hey, you guys ever thought about this as a story idea? Uh, it is possible. It does sound like it's on that kind of trajectory. Um, or at least that's a plausible one. Yeah, I think so. I um, mean, the easy route is him to coaching a WNBA team. That's the easy route. The harder route is coaching the NBA team. What about so Ted Lasso-like, right? So take mm -hmm. that character, find a different actor. I don't know who the actor is yet, but here's my idea. Okay. Put him into a... Uh, like a presidential campaign a la Veep. So everybody else is firing insults and he comes oh. in, he's, he, he tries to turn the toxic culture into something that's positive and they still, the jokes also change over time as they soften, but hopefully they don't lose their punch. It's pretty great. Like as they still lash out one right. another, but uh could turn a fully negative environment into something positive. Like a Mr. Smith goes to Washington, but as a comedy. Yes. I like that idea. I don't know if it would work, though. I think it would work. People are desperate to have some kind of, you know, um, goodness come back to our discourse. Yeah. I think it would absolutely work. Show someone like that. He ends up, because he's Ted Lasso in essence, 
Yeah. Everybody loves him. So the opposition loves him and they eventually cross party lines to do some amazing stuff because they got Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he can find the common ground between all of them. And there's, you know, life can always be better type of attitude. And if you're skewering both sides, the True. fringe elements of the both sides, then you've got a show that can work for a majority of the, uh, of the country. So I think that's the, that's a uh, smart one. Absolutely. To pitch that like crazy. Well, there we go. We got uh, uh, two <laughs> hit shows we just pitched yeah. right there. So copyright top 10. Absolutely. 2021. Don't pitch this. Either of our shows or we'll come after you with all our, our team of lawyers. Absolutely. Get our 25% at least in the cuts. Yep. Something a passive <clears throat> royalty, if nothing else. Oh, um, okay, well, thanks so much uh, to uh, Lemke for that question. It's always fun when Machine Gun comes in with some interesting questions for us to ponder and discuss. It's always great when all of you who are patrons send in your questions. Remember, $5 and above patrons get to send in their questions, thoughts, or comments for us to respond to and keep sending them in as we go along. We love uh, the uniqueness of your uh, questions, mm-hmm. and they always send us into interesting places, Matt, don't you think? Uh, that they do. They're new, fresh, and interesting each and every time. And our thanks to everybody that sends them in because it's we don't know what we're going to get. So uh, today was a good show. Thank you yeah. for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so uh, that is it for us today. Uh, follow the show at Top 10 Show on Twitter or on Instagram, YouTube. It is the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. And uh, you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. You can follow me at The Roca Says. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Ooh.